And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Mythbits. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 18 of the World of Myth Bits. I am your host, Stephanie Barty. How is everybody on this? Um, well, here it's cold. How is everybody on this cold day, if you happen to be anywhere in Ontario, in Canada? Um, how are you all? How was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? I believe the last time we chatted or the last time you had to listen to me chat was December 24th and that was the night before Christmas. I had a fairly decent Christmas. Spent Christmas with my family, my mom, my brother, my sister and their spouses and all the kids and my grandma. Um, We went and saw her Christmas day. She's in the hospital and you know my husband and my daughter and my son and my grandson and all of that good stuff and then I had a week off of work, which was just absolutely lovely. Now, you see where I work? I work at a basket shop, and we make gift baskets. And December is our crazy season. Um, I mean, we're consistently busy all year round. People die. People have babies. People have birthdays. But Christmas, it is absolutely insane. So December 24th hits... And that last basket goes out the door and the phone stops ringing and the deliveries are done. And we're like, yes, as much as I love my job and as much as I love the people and the customers that we have coming in, it feels good to go home and put my feet up and know that I have a week off. I don't have to go back in until after January. So I've been back at work now for couple of weeks and we're still consistently busy not as busy as it was before Christmas but you know busy enough to keep me from boredom during the day but uh and it's been not bad not too bad of a winter um not as much snow as we usually get we usually have like six foot snow banks um uh, that's coming I'm sure we got a ton of snow last year in February um but not so much yet. Now, this weekend that just went by, we were under an extreme cold warning. And I do believe we still are. Um, as of two hours before I recorded this podcast, um, you're going to listen to it on Monday. I'm recording it on Sunday. But two hours ago, um, on just off the main street downtown in Midland, which is about two and a half blocks away from me. And then two and a half, three blocks down, not city blocks, mind you, we're just a town. We're not a city. A pipe burst, one of the main water lines in the town, the pipe burst. And there are pictures all over Facebook of this massive gusher of water in the middle of the street filling the street with water and seeing as it's um minus 20 
outside, minus 39 with the wind chill. All of that water was freezing fairly quickly. <laughs> so, yeah, a um, little chilly. So, keep your animals in. Got all of mine in, except for my old man. He, uh, he goes and finds a place to hunker down. He's 14, going on 15 years of being an outside cat, so he knows all the little hidey holes, and he finds one and gets into it. And You know, we've written him off a couple of times thinking, yeah, he didn't make it. He's been gone for a couple of weeks, and then he'd come home. So I was, all right, got to be gone for at least a month. Well, then he was gone one entire summer. He left in May and returned in September. And we thought he was dead, but no, he was just out being a cat. So we figure he's got to be, you know, gone at least a year before we <laughs> will admit that maybe he didn't survive. Um, but it's really clear out. There's not a cloud in the sky, which tends to make it a whole lot colder. So I've got the oil lamps going, put some more heat in here without having to crank the heat up. And it's quite lovely. I like it. I like the glow of an oil lamp. I can't say as I like the smell. Um, the smell of kerosene tends to give me a headache after a while, but I'm willing to forego and, and suffer through the headache for the, uh, beautiful illumination of an oil lamp. Yeah, we use kerosene. We don't buy the expensive oils and we add our own scent. We have essential oils that we add to it. Now, don't be emailing me and going on about the dangers of oil lamps and, oh, you're not going over, you're going to burn your house down. I hate to tell you, but that is a fallacy. When you see that in a movie where, you know, the cow kicks over the oil lamp and sets fire to the barn, as soon as that wick gets wet, that flame goes out. Trust me, we've experimented, we've researched. Um, we weren't going to have a bunch of oil lamps in the house with, you know, a shit ton of cats and a dog with a tail he can't control. If it was going to be a fire hazard. I'm a fireman's daughter. The fire hazard comes in not controlling the flame, not keeping the flame at a reasonable level, having it near something that can catch fire, you know, like your curtains or your hair. And they're done that. So, sorry, I got distracted watching my dog give my cat a bath. A very strange relationship those two have. My dog doesn't know he's a dog. My dog seems to think he's a cat. But he was raised by cats. Um, and I apologize for the crunching if you happen to hear that. He's now decided it's dinner time. So, yeah. All right. Let's see what's going on in the weird and wonderful world of the internet. Let's see. Let's see what happened today that was weird. What, what can I find? Um, oh, there was a lovely blood moon. Um, it was absolutely gorgeous earlier. Oh, I can see my backyard's fairly lit up. Very bright out there. It's one thing when, the, when you live in a place where there's snow, when the moon comes out, it gets very bright outside when it reflects off the snow. Ah, let's see. Strange news 2018. All right, let's see what happened. Weird last year. Apparently nothing weird has happened this year. Let's see. I don't want to watch videos. 
This is an audio recording, so I don't know why they're giving me videos. Yes, I'm doing my Valley Girl, because I'm going to whine. So did you guys get anything interesting for Christmas? Yes, I'm trying to talk over my dog eating and my cat meowing. And Oh, let's go and check out HuffPost. Oh, no, Huff, Huff, not Hug. I need a hug, apparently. I always have weird things. Hmm. Having Huff Post. Blah, 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 blah. Yeesh, I'm out of practice. When I said on Facebook that I was, my podcast skills were lax, I wasn't lying. I am part of, what the heck? I got to take an oath now to do what? No, we're all right. Here we go. Yay, we're in. Okay, so nothing, nothing. All right, yeah, tonight's the lunar eclipse. It's Sunday. You're gonna hear this tomorrow, so it'll be Monday. So technically, it'll be last night when you're listening. But yeah, it was supposed to be this rare lunar eclipse. It's supposed to bring a super blood wolf moon. All right, so that's happening. And it was pretty spectacular earlier. Like I said, my backyard's fairly lit up because there isn't any cloud cover out there. That's why it's so freaking cold. So the January, I didn't know that. The January moon, I should know this. The The full moon in January is sometimes labeled as wolf moon, creating the unusual celestial label, which is the... Super Blood Wolf Moon. Oh, optimum viewing time is 5.12 a.m. Yeah, I'm not going to happen. Mm-mm. Nope. I will be sleeping. Yep. So I will have to take their word for it because I am not going to be awake. Mm-mm. So why is this weird? Why is this unusual? Oh, because this is going to be the last one. There's going to be a lull in total lunar eclipses over the next couple of years. All right. So the next one, we won't have any more until May of 2021. Wow. That's interesting. And the moon will be red between 4.40 a.m. and 6.45 a.m. Yeah, still won't see it. Still be sleeping. So, mm mm-mm. No, it's, it's bizarre that it's clear, but I can guarantee you by the time that it's supposed to be at its zenith and at its most spectacular, um, the clouds are rolling because it happens every time there is some spectacular lunar or whatever thing that, you know, you're supposed to be able to see in the sky. And whenever it happens, at least here, the sky is always gray. There's always clouds. We're not allowed to see them. Nope. Cover it up. So. So we're like time for weird news. I don't really have a whole lot to talk about. My book's out. Um, doing well. And I picked up my copy of the World of Myth magazine anthology. Number three. And I'm excited about that because now there's two books that my name's in or on. Um, 
just wrote a story for another anthology that'll be coming out. I don't know when, but it will be. And that's all I can say about that. Um, the World of Myth magazine comes out on Thursday, the 24th. Yay! Um, I'm excited because this was my very first issue at being the managing editor. And I had a lot of support from Dave, a lot of support from Dave. Um, he was great. <laughs> I, I actually didn't have to go looking for as many stories as I had originally thought I was going to. Um, the stories just kind of flowed in, which was fantastic. And then I started panicking because I was worried that we weren't going to have any art pieces. And then... The art started pouring in and the poetry started coming in and the categories started filling up. And I'm like, oh, well, this is cool. I like this job. I just have to, you know, read it and be an editor and make it all pretty and send it back to Dave. And this is great. And now I have to write my intro. <laughs> okay. Not sure I'm going to do that. But, uh, I'm pretty sure you're gonna, you're really gonna enjoy this issue. There's a lot of really quality stuff in it. Um, the artwork is just amazing. Um, and I'm saying I'm a lot. I know I'm grasping at straws. I'm tired. It's Sunday. I have a headache. It's nine o'clock at night here. But yeah, it's uh, sorry. The World of Myth magazine coming out on Thursday, twenty fourth. It's going to be good. I hope it's going to be good because this is my first time managing editor. So, you know, Mike left some pretty big shoes to fill. I believe they were size 10 and smelly. Dude, you got to come pick them up and get them out of the office, man. Jeez. Anyway, <laughs> he sure was missed. Let me tell you. It's so much easier when you just write a story and send it in and then that's it. That's all you have to worry about. It's a whole different ball game when... The stories are coming at you from people and yeah, they're relying on you to make sure that everything gets put into the magazine and, you know, their bio picture and their bio, their bio is with it and you got to make sure you don't forget anything. And let me tell you, Dave has the patience of a saint because I was sending him email after email after email. Okay, here's all the poetry submissions. Oh, wait, oops. Here's another email with all the art submissions, but here's a poetry submission that I forgot to send in the previous email. Oh, by the way, here's the bio for the short story that was in the previous email. And this is the picture that goes with the bio from two emails back that goes with the poetry submission from five emails. But yeah, I'm so sorry, Dave. <laughs> I will get better. I promise. I promise. Um, I think I kind of put my own little stamp on things. Um, not the stories. I don't change the the stories. I don't. The story is what it is. I'm a correct spelling. Um, and if it's a long story, like if it's over what our submission guidelines is, then the story will be broken up into parts and one part will come out in one issue and then the next part will come out in the next issue and so on. But for rewriting somebody's story, no, I don't do that because I know as a writer, 
if I submitted a story and then it came out in something and I read it and went, what the holy hell? That is not what I wrote. That is not what I meant. Why did they change this? Why did they change that? I would be really upset. So if I read something and I think that it, a part could be better or different or needs to be edited for A, content, B, clarity, then I will send it back to the author and say, okay, can we do something with this part because it doesn't really make sense within the story? Um, but yeah, as an editor, you basically, you're, you're looking for spelling mistakes and, and punctuation and making sure that the words that they want underlying or that they want italicized are marked correctly so that when it's put into the magazine, um, the programmer knows that that's to be italicized or capitalized or whatever. Um, yeah. So I think, I think I did okay. I hope I did okay. I hope all our writers come back in February. If you're listening to this, please come back. Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> I can't pay you. We are a free online magazine, so, you know, we don't have sponsors, so we don't have any revenue, so we can't pay you. We can pay you in gratitude. You will have my undying gratitude. So, but, yeah, any, you know, I put I put the call out there, too. Like, anybody, if you have, like, if you draw or you paint or you're a, a digital artist or you write limericks, we have a limerick this month. Um... Poetry, short stories, book reviews, movie reviews, game reviews. Send them in. We'll take a look at them. Um, yeah, like we're not, you don't have to write a short story or a poem or draw a picture. If you want to send in a review of a book you've read, have at her. Because... Our book reviewers can only read so many books in a month. So, and the more reviews that we have, the more variety that we have, the more things, the more stuff there is to choose from for people. Um, I actually will be quite honest. I have based a few of my movie choices off of Jason Bashard's movie reviews. Um... And then I've, you know, ones that he has said, oh, yeah, this is great. I watched this, blah, 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 blah. And then I've gone and watched it and then gone on the forum and went, what movie did you watch? Because I, that was not what I watched. I don't understand how you even thought that was remotely good. Or watched one that he said was horrible and I actually enjoyed it. Um, the one he's reviewing for this month, I don't even think... I'm going to take his word for it. Yep, I am going to heed Jason's advice. That's all I'm going to say. But, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a learning experience, um, this whole editing thing. And at times, there's stuff flying at you. You're getting it in your email. You're getting it through Messenger. You're getting it through private messages on Facebook and it's like, oh my God, people, what am I, ah, 
And then, you know, I've got Dave because he's getting stuff sent to him too. So he's sending me stuff and it's just like, ha, okay, I quit. I can't do this. I quit. (laughs) I don't think I said that to him this month yet though. I don't think I have uh, threatened to quit. Not yet. So first month down, no threatening to quit. <laughs> Although, like, like I said, he has been amazing support. So I haven't really felt the pressure yet. Um, when I said, okay, so we don't have any in this category. All of a sudden I'm getting an email hour later here's a story from somebody oh awesome and I know he won't say but I know he's gotten on his list of contacts and said hey write me something somebody's written something and he sent it off to me and filled that spot so that it's made the job a lot easier for me probably so that I wouldn't quit so anyway I got off on a bit of a tangent there didn't I so will you two go away my dog and my cat, they need to go and, and have their relationship somewhere else because they're irritating me. Okay, so let's see. What do we got? Let's delve into the world of weird and bizarre. Um, okay. Ew. Oh, wow. I wonder, I wonder if that worked. Okay, I have to read this one. Man hospitalized after injecting own semen. Yes, you heard me. Own semen to treat back pain. Now, they say it cures a woman's headache. But anyway. New study published in the Irish Medical Journal recounts the case of a 33-year-old man who was hospitalized after repeatedly, oh, he did this more than once, repeatedly injecting himself with semen to relieve chronic back pain. This is the first reported case of semen injection for use as a medical treatment. Doctors in Dublin wrote in the case study titled Seemingly Harmless Back Pain, an unusual presentation of a subcutaneous abscess. Yeah, think the man's handmade. (laughs) All right, let's try that again. The man's handmade remedy was reportedly discovered when he showed up at a doctor's office complaining of severe back pain. While examining the patient, a physician noticed the man's right arm appeared swollen and inflamed. The explanation the man gave was one the doctor likely never expected. The patient disclosed that he had intravenously injected his own semen as an innovative method to treat back pain. Doctors wrote in the study, he had devised this cure quote, unquote, independent of any medical advice. The man reportedly said he had purchased a hypodermic needle online and had been injecting himself once a month for the past 18 months. Before visiting the doctor, he said he hurt his lower back while lifting a heavy object and gave himself three doses, according to the study. The semen reportedly entered the man's blood vessels and muscles. An x-ray revealed air trapped beneath the man's skin, and he was immediately hospitalized, according to the study. Yeah, that could be fatal. Doctors treated the man with intravenous antimicrobial therapy. His back pain reportedly reportedly subsided, and he discharged himself without having the infected area drained. Uh, The reports doctors 
The report's doctors conducted a comprehensive review of medical literature and were unable to find any other cases of intravenous semen injection. The study concludes with a warning that medical experimentation is dangerous and it's risky for untrained individuals to inject themselves with substances not intended for intravenous use. Translation, don't inject yourself with anything without a doctor's approval, including semen. Dumbass. Wow. I tell ya. Let's see what else we can find. Okay. <laughs> Looking at Weird and Bizarre and Trump and Taylor Swift keep popping up. Not getting political, just saying. All right, let's see. What have we got? Now, now well, uh, Okay. NASA discovers South Park character Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh on Jupiter. Alrighty. We're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. And of course, you know, them weird Southerners, I tell you. Florida man threatens to kill neighbors with kindness. The name of his machete. Florida man is behind bars after he allegedly threatened to kill his neighbors with kindness. It's not what you'd think. Kindness is what the 30-year-old suspect Brian Stewart called his machete, according to police. Now that's ingenious. That's ingenious. I'm going to kill you with kindness. And you name your, kind, your, you, you name your machete or your gun or your axe kindness. Because, you know, they say you can't go to jail for killing somebody with kindness. Apparently you can. It began when two of Stewart's neighbors went to the suspect's house, concerned about yelling and banging that had come from the home all day, according to the Pensacola News Journal. Stewart came out of his house with an arm raised holding the machete, which had the word kindness written on it. One of the neighbors stepped in front of the other to block the blade and suffered a half-inch cut on his left hand. The Santa Rosa Sheriff's Department was called, and deputies arrived and arrested Stewart. They said that Stewart's breath smelled of alcohol, you think? And he had to be stunned with a taser before he was put inside the patrol car. Oh, I wouldn't want him in my patrol car. Because if he smells like alcohol and then you stun him with a taser, guaranteed that boy's pissed his pants. Ooh, he's going to be stinky. But yeah, he was trying to kill him with kindness. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Where is all the weirdness? There's just... There's no weirdness going on. Oh, all right. I don't know if any of you have heard of this January movement. It's like uh, Movember for men with their the growing their facial hair for the month of November to support prostate cancer. January is something entirely different. It's not in support of cancer or anything like that. It's basically encouraging women to embrace their natural body hair and grow it out through the month of January. 
I'm fairly speechless. And no, don't start video. I don't want to see. Thank you. Just the same. Apparently it's a video. Um, says the movement was initiated by Laura Jackson. Not my friend. Not the one that I know. Nope, that's not my friend. Not the Laura that I know. Um, who began growing out her body hair last year for an acting role. The aim of the campaign was to raise funds for her body positive project, Body Gossip. I'm a woman. And I'll admit, I don't necessarily shave my legs on a regular basis in the wintertime. Um, it's a pain in the ass. Yes, it is. And it's nice to have that winter break. Um, we all say, hey, we live up here in the north where there's snow and it's cold and it's insulation. But it's really just lazy. And we don't want to. And it gives our skin a break. And, you know. But I couldn't imagine. I mean, you know, ever teach their own, you know, whatever. Fills your boots. Have at her. But for me personally, after a while, that hair starts to get a little picky. And, you know... You put your socks on and it feels weird. So it's got to go. It's got to go. And the pits, man, I'm telling you. Can't do that. Nope. 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 Not for this chickie. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. So yeah, that's, that's this whole Hairy movement. To be body positive. Okay. I don't, I mean, I understand there are cultures out there that, that are, the women are hairy and that's perfectly fine. I'm just saying that, you know, nope. Oh, I saw this thing on Facebook. It says, uh, kids should play outside even in extreme cold. A friend of mine cracked a joke and said, you know, they don't play outside now in the summertime. What makes you think they're going to go outside when it's freezing cold? Um, my problem with that is, yeah, they should be outside and they should be dressed appropriately. But when it's minus 30, well, it's minus 20 right now, minus 39 with the wind chill. Um, any exposed skin can get frostbite in less than three minutes. So your child is out there. You've got them bundled up from head to toe. They still need to see. So they're not wearing goggles. That skin is still exposed. And their little faces are still exposed. So you're going to let them go out for two and a half minutes? Have you ever tried to put a snowsuit on a five-year-old? And then the scarf? It's like the scene from A Christmas Story. You just keep wrapping that scarf around and around and around and around. As soon as you get that kid looking like the Michelin man and, you know, you fight with the rubber legs to get the boots on. And as soon as they're ready to go, it's, I'm going to pee. What? You didn't have to pee before I put all this on. And now you have to pee. And it's taken you 45 minutes to get them dressed. So then you got to get them undressed and they got to pee. And then you got to get them all dressed again. 
and you're jostling them around and you're putting everything on and you throw them outside and they don't want to be out there for what two and a half minutes because in three minutes they're going to have frostbite and then they're going to be cranky and crying and it could be a trip to the doctors and no if it's extremely cold out there no kids should not be out there i'm sorry people should not be out there they're telling you to bring your pets in because it's cold but they're telling you to throw your kids outside even if it is cold where does that make any sense to you? Not make any sense to me. None whatsoever. I don't get it. Have you guys seen this thing going around on Facebook too about the security camera that catches this dude licking a doorbell for three hours? Did he not accidentally like I didn't watch it, but it got me thinking, like, dude, if you're licking the doorbell, eventually you're gonna like push that doorbell. And the doorbell is going to go off. Did nobody see him licking this doorbell? I, what time of day was he licking this doorbell? I go, okay, I got to check it out. Because now I need to know. Now I want to know. See what you've done. Now I got to go and check this out. California. Ah. Door licker was in California. So they've identified him, but they haven't made an arrest. All right. I want to know. Well, I guess they don't know why. So... Let's see here. A family in Salinas, California might be ready to deliver a tongue lashing oh, to the prowler. Their security camera caught licking their doorbell for three hours. Sylvia Dugan, Duncan, Duncan, okay, told local station KION TV over the weekend, the security system alerted the family to strange movement in the early morning. I thought, boy, there's a lot of traffic. I go, five in the morning? My son doesn't get home till 6 a.m. Well, then, who the heck is that? She was even more shocked when she watched the video. Three hours of a male trespasser licking the doorbell. Yep, there's a picture of him licking the doorbell. The tongue-wagging trespasser didn't stop there. Police also said, police said he also was caught on video appearing to urinate on the front lawn. Police said the sp- suspect... Roberto Daniel Arroyo, Arroyo, 33, could face misdemeanor charges for petty theft and pro- petty theft. What did he steal? He licked the... Are they, are they charging him with stealing the coating off of the doorbell? Petty theft and prowling, according to CBS Sacramento. As of Tuesday afternoon, he remained at large. Put a doorbell out and a camera. You'll catch him. Dungan said there was no physical damage to her home, but her family spent the rest of the weekend sanitizing their doorbells, according to the station. You think? Ew! Yuck! Dude! Never mind sanitizing your doorbell because some creep was licking it. What was he thinking licking somebody's doorbell? He doesn't know where their hands have been. What if they scratched their ass before they rang the doorbell? People that live there don't ring the doorbell. They just go in. But you've got delivery guys. You've got telemarketers, door-to-door salesmen, scam artists, all ringing that doorbell. And you're going to stand there and you're going to lick that thing for three hours. Mm-uh. Your boy's on some good drugs. All right. So. Oh, are there comments? Let's see what the comments are. Oh, please. 
please. In California, somebody said, I wonder how cold it was outside that night. His tongue could have easily been stuck to that doorbell for three hours. Oh, well, not in California. I'm sorry. Um, I've seen the temperatures in California. I've had them sent to me and it doesn't get cold enough for your tongue to stick to metal. Uh-uh. Come up my way. Stick your tongue on some metal. That's cold enough. That's cold enough. Not in California. Nope. Your tongue is not going to stick to metal in California. Maybe Northern California. I hear it can get a little chilly up there and they might get snow. Might. No, I said might get snow. But no, you're, it has to be pretty cold for your tongue to stick to metal. And most doorbells aren't metal. They're plastic. So, you know... Oh, I like this comment. Yet another reason for a remote-controlled doorbell taser. There you go. So what else? Somebody, let's see what some of the other comments are. What a ding-dong. <laughs> Good God. That's a pretty... Yeesh. I, I'm not even sure how to respond to this. This guy's comment, there's a lot of psychopaths around and they are ticking time bomb waiting the un- waiting the unexpected times. Those socio psychopaths should be eliminated from the society to prevent them to harm innocent civilians. Okay, well, first of all, Mark Wilson, um, proper English would probably help you a lot. And that was edited. I wondered what the I wonder, oh, I'm not going to let me see what the unedited reply was. But wow, that's a little extreme. You know, you want to eliminate somebody for licking a doorbell. I mean, yeah, he's got some mental problems, but I don't think he's really a danger to society. So, yeah, they will catch this guy lickety split. I'm a little unnerved after that last comment. That was, that's, that's a bit extreme. Sheesh. I mean, I get it. There's extreme people all over, but it just freaks me out when I run into them. Because I don't get it. I don't understand that mentality. I can't wrap my brain around hating another human being that you would want them dead. I don't I don't understand it. I don't. I have I have a very, very hard time with bigotry and with racism and with a lot of the transphobia and homophobia. I don't understand it. You cut us. We all bleed the same color. We all live and die just because we're different doesn't make us bad. I just don't understand how you could hate somebody so much just because they're different that you would want to see them dead. I just, I don't know. I just can't, I can't wrap my my head around that. I don't understand it. I wasn't raised that way, I guess. So I don't understand that way of thinking. Um, Something that's, it, it's really brought it to light, this recent um, turn of events with that 
Caucasian privileged boy and um, the native elder. And I'm sure you've all seen the posts on Facebook um, and in the news. And that really bothers me because they were here first, technically. And we came in and stole their land and put them on reserves and said, this is going to be a good life for you. And I mean, I live in an area that is, has a lot of native history. Um, there's the Huron Wendat village right at the end of my street. I can go to the end of my driveway and I can see the village. It's right there. St. Marie among the Hurons is right up the highway. And, you know, I went to high school and had friends who were native. My husband is half Mohawk. So I don't, I have great respect for indigenous people. Um, great respect because this is their land. And I see it all over here. I've seen the reserves and they, they're horrible. They're absolutely horrible. You know, one of the ones up here, it's disgusting. A lot of the houses don't have electricity. They don't have running water. It's anyway, I'm not going to get on that rant because I could go on for a while. So I've been binge watching one of my favorite shows lately. Um, I watched it, started watching it in 2011. I believe that's when it first came out. It's called Hell on Wheels. And I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's about, it's about um, the building of the railroad, basically, through the United States. It's after the war. Um, and it's about the main character is a southerner and his name is Cullen Bohannon and he, you know, had a tobacco plantation and owned slaves and lost all that. I went to war and he lost all that and he becomes, he leaves the war and becomes a railroad man and it's about the building of the railroad and I am in season... Oh, I'm in season four already. Like I said, I've been binge watching it. I loved it. Um, but it, it tells the history um, of the Central Pacific Railway, basically, and how it was built and the struggles that they faced um, and what it was like living in the towns that, you know, hell on wheels is what they called the towns, that town that followed the railroad and they would build the railroad so far and then they would pack up the town and move the town down a little farther and set up again. And one of, one of the episodes, um, the lady that runs the church said to Cullen, you know, the church is always the first to leave the old town and the first to arrive in the new town and the saloon and the whorehouse, they're always the last. And 
Colin turns around and says to her, sin always takes longer to pack. Sin has a whole lot more to pack. That was it. Sin has a whole lot more to pack. And uh, that's what life was like back then. Um, the season I'm in now, they're in Montana, Wyoming. They're in Wyoming. Sorry. And they're in Cheyenne. And they're near Fort Smith, where the Mormon, that was the Mormon fort. And Brigham Young is, is very prominent in the show. And um, how the Mormons were fighting for their land and, and their way of life. And uh, yeah, so, and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that. The lead character, Anson Mount, is just absolutely delicious. <laughs> he, I think, um, as I got farther into writing my book, he was what I pictured as Lance. Um, yeah, when I close my eyes and I see Lance in my head, I see Anson Mount in, as he is in Hell on Wheels. Um, yeah, because he was just party and rugged and had those party eyes and that party southern accent mm -hmm. yep and there's also um i don't know if you guys know the rapper common uh randy might might know him uh he was one of the actors actually um in the show and he he was incredible he played his character really really well and it wasn't until i watched hell on wheels that i'd even ever heard of common um and that kind of inspired me to go and listen to some of his stuff but uh yeah he he plays um liam ferguson and he is a freed man of color and he plays the part really really well and then there's Eva. She's one of my other favorite characters. And she was taken hostage by Indians and marked with a tattoo on her chin. And it's three stripes and then what looked like flags at the side. And basically translated what it means is she is worth three blankets and two ponies. So if somebody wanted to buy her from the tribe, they had to pay three blankets and two ponies. That's what she was worth. So, yeah. So there, if you want to watch something good, go watch Hell on Wheels. That's what I've been binge watching lately. Because it's, uh, it's pretty good. So, well, I've been at this for about 46 minutes. And told you all my exciting news. I managed to survive being managing editor. For the first month, although the magazine hasn't come out yet, it's still three days away and I still have to write my intro and my story. Um, I wanted to make sure that I gave my full attention to everybody else's work that had contributed and, and sent into the magazine before I spent time on my stuff personally, because that's what you do. So... I hope you all enjoy it. It'll be out on the 24th of this month, which is, you'll hear this tomorrow. So that'll be in three days. Get it on Thursday. 
Um, you can check that out at www.theworldofmyth.com. And yeah, so my book is out, Eternally Bound. You can find that on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com. Just type in Stephanie J. Barty or Eternally Bound and it'll come up. And uh, da, 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 the World of Myth Magazine Anthology number three. Oh, I better go look because if I get this wrong, I'm in big trouble. It is, and I am holding it in my hot little hand right this very second. It says, The World of Myth Magazine Anthology number three from Dark Myth Publications. You hear that? That's the book. It's a thick book. Ow. Oh, don't slap yourself in the thigh with it because it is a big book. It's on sale. Now you can pick one of those up on Amazon because that's where I got mine. And it is chock full of fantastic stories. And if you go to page 206, I do believe. Oh, sorry. 206, I believe it is. That's where I am. <laughs> My story, the huntress is in there and there's a whole bunch of other good stuff in there and you'll really enjoy it. Um, all the members of the month from the last year. No. Since the last anthology um, are in there. So go get you one. Get on it. It's worth it. Let me tell you. So yeah, go check out all that stuff at www dot the world of com, and you can check us out on facebook at the world of myth t-w-o-m-b i do believe that is do 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 let's see i'm going there you can find me all over the place i'm on facebook at stephanie barty i'm on twitter at lupa b I'm on Instagram at Stephanie Barty Author. So you can find the World of Myth Magazine. Yeah, so just type in the World of Myth Magazine and we'll come up. So we're there. We're square. No, we're not. <laughs> it's winter. I'm pretty round right now. Um, you can check us out at the World of Myth Bits podcast page. That's TWMVP. I remembered that. Ha ha. So come check us out. See what we got going on. If you want to submit something to the magazine, go to www.theworldofmyth.com and go to our submissions link. You'll see it across the top of the page. And shoot me an email. Or you can just send it directly to S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-B as in Bob, A-R-D as in dog, Y, at theworldofmyth.com. And that is it for this episode of The World of Myth Bits. Have a good night. See ya. The world of myth bits.